got to always ask yourself, what's next on the table? You know, let, this is, this is ha- like this happened, but move on to the next thing. And that's what makes the wins later on taste so much sweeter because, you know, it didn't always go so well, you know, every single shoot. Exactly. I guess always have a positive mindset. Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. I have my good friend here. How's it going, man? Happy to be back. No, it shouldn't be about anything. Like, this is yeah. one life. <laughs> one life? Like, fucking yeah. do it. My guy. But he just got it. He totally understood it. 20 years old when I started just watching a lot of movies. How it, and it tells a story. I want to tell a story. Miguel Sierra, who is a videographer and editor. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Good. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, man, like I was saying before uh, the podcast, it's a true honor. Um, Tyler Seller, our mutual friend, speaks very highly of you. Um, you know, it, it's just amazing to see how you have a mutual association, not just with him, but Michael Gilbert, uh, who's a prominent photographer and videographer in the music and content creation industry as much as him. So uh, it's really cool to like, you know, be uh, involved and like see um, you know their inner circle and see the the creatives that are unseen sometimes you know what I mean like a lot of us are underground we're not mainstream obviously but we're on the come up and um, I think it's just so special to have a platform uh, to share our journeys and experiences yeah man this is really sick I uh I uh, really really love listening to your podcast I listen to the Michael Gilbert one and also the Tyler one thank and, you uh, yeah man the shorts are they're really nice like the you edit them to yourself yeah, yeah, the YouTube shorts you're saying, like the ones that are coming out with the reels, yeah. like like the, yeah. uh, the podcast. Yeah, and you make like the text pop and everything. You do the whole. Yeah, yeah. Time. Even with the 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 images coming, I even add like a sound effects of like a a photo, like you know that yeah. uh, sound effect that comes in with the clicking. Um, so yeah. I'm glad that that means a lot to me. Actually, that's something that's new, um, a new strategy that I've been implementing in the beginning of the year. Um, you know, you got to put out content as Gary says, Gary V <laughs> shout out, uh, but I really appreciate this. This is, that was my whole intention of starting the podcast is to bring on creatives like yourself, discuss their journeys, really share, you know, an insight on people for the audience, right. Whether we're in the, in this industry or we have, uh, an interest, uh, maybe you could be that defining moment that, that, um, kind of push for someone that's, uh, you know, maybe having a, a dark day cause they, they can't get the creative content out, or maybe they're thinking of quitting their job to pursue creative industry and they're not sure what to do and you could be that voice of reason for them right so i, I really appreciate that man um for sure. yeah man so uh like i said as we exchange conversation over social media because you and i connected over instagram you reached out to me and by the way that was a true honor again uh, not to flatter you like immensely but uh this podcast uh i was even explaining to my friend tyler like i never really had um that many people kind of reach out it was always kind of me uh connecting with creators which is fine that's how you do it but it just shows like the impact um, it's had um, that, that I, we were able to connect um, on something we mutually enjoy. And, uh, you know, just connecting back and forth. Uh, I noticed your online profile. You also possess a talent for uh, videography and um, editing, video production, things like that. And mm-hmm. I was told uh, by Tyler, I was informed getting some background information from yourself because, again, you guys are closer um, to be able to make this a full time job. I heard you left school to pursue this dream. And as creatives, we love to use the term hustler, right? And that's something how he kind of introduced me uh, to you as, is like someone that is a self-starter, went for it. You know what I mean? Like dropped everything that was conventional and said, I'm going to do something that's different. So whether it was sneaking into shows, messaging every person you can get a hold of, what is a great way um, that term was applied to get to where you are today? Like being a hustler, being a self-starter. I think number one, 
for any videographer creative or anybody that wants to just do something more right you can just dm anybody you can dm 10 people a day yeah like happen from a dm yeah the job that i have with the youtuber time and g is from a dm yes uh it's just you know wake up every day hit you know dm little baby all the way to your local artist you know what i mean like it doesn't matter who it is you never know who it is you know send it to his manager send it to his dj send it to his cousin like whoever the fuck is in his photos yeah and uh yeah i think that's how you hustle you find your clients you don't go on fiverr you don't wait for them to come to you you go to them and you say like i want this and that's how you get the clientele that uh you can you know pursue your passion and really get a clientele going yeah and establish the network the foundation i I love that you said that because i kind of learned the hard way like when i was first starting the the 94 productions my business um a few years back five years ago uh i was getting like you know people in my community right the suburbs (laughs) like saying hey you should go on fiverr you should uh, go on linkedin and i quickly learned uh, that our industry like the creatives they're all on Instagram, man. They're all, they're all on TikTok. And it's if you really want to connect, yeah, man. Like, <laughs> I haven't connected with like an actual creative man on LinkedIn probably since forever. Like there was probably uh, unprecedented, right? Like it's never happened. Um, and what's funny is sometimes I do try to like throw that in there. Like uh, you'll follow me on LinkedIn. And they're like, what are you talking about? So um, it's just reassuring to know that Instagram is the place to be. And you're right, man. You, you post a video or you see uh, one of your favorite artists post something. DM them, you know, copy and paste, send the same message to 5,000 people, whoever's associated, look for who's tagged. You know, I like what you said, like send them to the cousin. You know what I mean? Like everybody is a potential lead. And the way, why we love creativity, there's no formula to it, right? One guy could see your video and be impressed by it. Uh, another guy could look at it and not think anything of it, but you never know who it'll hit and who will pass it on to the next person, right? It's not like, you know, you're applying for to be a doctor and your grades aren't adding up, you know? This is a, a subjective business, right? So you never know who's, who's going to be inspired by something, right? So there's a lot of abundance. I'm happy that you have that mentality. That's very important for a hustler, right? The abundance mentality. Um, and you have a growth mindset, right? It's not fixed like, oh, I just have to stay um, in whatever city I'm, I'm at, I am at. Um, where are you, by the way, actually? Like, where are you situated? So basically, I'm based in Milwaukee right now. Okay. And then... Uh, last throughout the fall i pretty much was like back and forth to new york so nice. every month i'd go to new york my sister lives in uh Flatbush, brooklyn so i pretty much go visit her every month and nice. just as much work work with like no more heroes have you heard of no more heroes from chicago uh, i think I'm, yeah they sound familiar yeah and and new york is a great destination for <laughs> content so that's something that we'll talk about more in the podcast so that that must be a huge advantage for you right yeah yeah, so basically right now I'm in Milwaukee and uh, the my main client lives like three minutes away from me, a YouTuber. Oh, nice. G. Okay, cool. And yeah, so it's pretty much the perfect situation right now. And I think I'll go back to New York sometimes, but right now I'm pretty focused in on Tommy G. That's awesome, man. Yeah, you said for Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin? Yeah. Milwaukee. Yeah. Is it, uh, <laughs> do you know Red Letter Media by any chance? Red Letter Media. Yeah. Have you heard of them? Uh, Mike no, Zabaska I and no, oh, Jay, Jim Bauman. They're, they're YouTubers as well. Um, a little bit right. older, but uh, they're my favorite because I'm primarily like a filmmaker and that's mm-hmm. all they do is like they, they review films. <laughs> like they have this like drab, like uh, dry humor about it. Um, anyway, it's called Half in the Bag. It's a whole series, uh, YouTube series, but uh, they're based out of Milwaukee and they always like kind of shit on Milwaukee. Like it's like a tongue in cheek kind of thing. But uh, I just thought it, uh, if you knew about them or if you heard about them kind of thing, but 
Um, I didn't know if it was like a local celebrity over there. Oh, no, I haven't yeah. heard of them, but I'll look into them. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, if, if you're into film, man, you'll, you'll have a hell of a time for sure. Um, that's great, man. So it's good to know that, you know, um, you're versatile, like you're able to adapt to different cities um, and you have that accessibility, right? Like you're not kind of pigeonholed to one section um, because it also like serves as an inspiration, right? Would you say that uh, New York City is more of a creative stimulation uh, to Milwaukee or would you beg to differ? Yeah, it's it's like a yeah. whole it's a whole other world, you know, like when you're out there, you're here, you're kind of, uh, you kind of meet everybody within a year. So I moved here last year for from Walworth, Wisconsin. Right. And that's, that's like a little town with like 2000 people. Like that was my hometown. Like my high school was 500 kids. Oh, like, crazy. It was like, there's like a hundred kids in my class, 120. And really small. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, going from there to New York is like so different and there's like so many people out there and it's so rich with just so many filmmakers and creators. It's so cool, but yeah. That's awesome, man. And, you know, going back to like um, acquiring clients and like, you know, building the foundation, building the network, did you find it challenging to acquire those clients and build connections as you navigated your creative pursuits? Yeah, when I started, I would send uh, like video treatments to hotels. Like I just oh, wow. send it like okay i would i was like hey like a super detailed treatment i'd be like yo i could do this for free and like oh i had like no work at the time this is when i was like 17 18 and right. I'm, I'm about to be 21 now but right, nice basically you know they'd all say no and then i would just slowly just start making videos with my friends around this city and then i started moving to like rappers and that's when i just start dming and you know pretty much just focused on entertainment and uh, I just DM'd and DM'd and DM'd and tried to reach out, call, call, call. And it is difficult. And I'm sure you, yeah. you see how difficult it is too. But you just got to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And you'll finally hit that one nail and yeah. you're good. Yeah. No, for sure, man. And, and like um, the more established you become, right? Like the more you put out work. Uh, that, that's just been my mentality. Like I used to get caught up in the whole like clients and figuring out how to, how to get work. Um, and that's why I, I describe myself as well as a self-starter. And I found familiarity with that, um, you know, speaking with you is that sometimes you got to just put out your own stuff. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the creative outlets that I pursued are my own business. You know what I mean? It's kind of like I created a clothing line, this podcast, I do artworks. I do it all because I'm trying to not wait for anyone. Right. So like in between the next client, I'm putting out content um, that showcases my work, right. Like as a filmmaker as well. Um, so I think that's so important. That's so critical as creatives. For me, it's like an itch, you know, like I'm constantly obsessed. I can't sit still. <laughs> so I, um, I'm just always looking for like the next way, uh, to stimulate that creativity. Uh, would you say the same for yourself? Yeah, for sure. I think it's more like, so like Tommy, he blew up in, um, June mm -hmm. and I saw his video. It was called the Keyboy video, the Keyboy. Oh, okay, okay. And he blew up and I DM'd him right then and there. So it was like perfect timing, right time, right, right. place. And, um, he reached back and we were working on and off throughout the summer. And then, uh, yeah, now we're, now we're, we're a full time together. So Tommy G McGee, is that correct? <laughs> Cause I'm looking yeah. at his YouTube and he, yeah, he sounds so familiar. So I looked him up. Uh, that guy's a crazy story. Uh, you know, quitting his corporate job. I was reading about him. Um, and then like he kind of pursued being a YouTuber, but he kind of always wanted it, but he never gave up. Um, mm -hmm. and it was like a six month endeavor. And then he kind of transitioned, right, from doing pranks to documentaries. Is that uh, who I'm describing? <laughs> yes, that's exactly him. He's a that's legend. Awesome. Um, he's super great to work with. That's like, great, he's my, man. The best supporter, but also, like, the best critic, too. So, you know, like, we're both very – we always want to make the best videos. So we, we like to 
we don't yes man each other in a way either, you know that's great man yeah that that's the the, the pinnacle of success right like uh, the stepping stones i mean um he serves as a mentor really and uh, that's that's what's going to like you know shape you and define you into becoming better than the next creative right um so i, I really find that valuable that's great and that you see it and you're so young too right like the fact that you you have the maturity and the humility to kind of accept that, right? Let's be honest, like a lot of people, especially starting out or like, not that you're starting out, but at a young age, right? Um, they might be taken back and say like, what do you mean you don't like my work? But you take it as like constructive, like how do I improve? How do I become better? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely do think too, like I'm like 0.1% into like my, you know, my career, you know what I mean? Like I still- got like, it. You know, I, yeah, yeah. I, I got my first real, uh, like my, my Sony that I have right now that I shoot every day with like two years ago. So nice. it's been like a two year endeavor, really. That's awesome, man. And look how far you've come, right? Like that's, that's what I mean about this business. It's like, there's no formula. It's not like you have to do like four years of undergrad and then slap, um, slap on another like MBA for two years. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it's just hustle mentality, man. That's it. That's great, man. Um, so why is having a career in the arts more important to you than a profession that offers you like a financial stability or employment security? Like, why do you like pursue something that's so unstable? I think when you do exactly what you love, like the money will come, things will align. And if you just hustle and figure it out, like just keep throwing things at a wall and one thing will stick and you stick with that and just keep pushing, um, you know, it's going to work out for you. And say you have a job that's, that has, you know, the health benefits and the salary and all that, you know, like all the, the nice corporate jobs. Yeah, for sure. All the perks. You know, when you're 40 years old and you hate your job, you hate your life, you hate, you hate your wife <laughs> yeah. and then you hate your kids too. And then your kids hate you because you're right, right. like yeah. you're losing life. You know, I think just figure it out right now. We're in a time where we can do anything as possible. You know, we are, you know, we have the internet that we could just reach out to whoever we want to learn from and whoever we want to work with. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing, bro. Like that's crazy. 100%, man. Yeah. I love that attitude, man. And it's so true. You have the same mentality as me. That's that's exactly what I would describe to people as why I pursue this. It's like, I don't want to be the guy that's 40, 50 years old, because it will come around fast. People don't think it will. That has this anger, this resentment that I didn't, um, you know, have the balls to pursue something that I really wanted to. And then it carries out right into your family. Like how you said, you hate your kids. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you wouldn't actively hate your kids. It's just you're so bitter at the world that you never know how it might come across with people. Right. Um, and then you also become very like protective and coddled like your kids because you don't know what it's like to take a risk. Right. right so then right. you could like refrain them from like pursuing their dreams. Um, but if you're the person that kind of saw it, even if you don't succeed, like people don't realize it's kind of like you at least have that peace within yourself that you went for it that 99% of people don't do, or even right. have the privilege to, right? Like that's another thing I'm being grateful for as well. Like, let's be honest. There are those that refuse to pursue because they're scared. And there are those that can't because of just, you know, circumstances they can't control. Yeah. Um, but if you're in a situation like us where it's like, hey, like we got a roof over our head, um, you know, we got, we got food to eat kind of thing. The only thing we got to now worry about is like working, then, you know, hustle, yeah. you know, like put, put the effort in, put the energy in, there's no excuse, right? Um, so I love that. I love that mentality. That's really good. And that's going to, that's going to pay off. Right. If it not already has. <laughs> so yeah, lo love that. Um, so the clientele, you know, speaking of, you know, Tommy G and those guys, um, we acquire for our, so the clientele we acquire for our brands as creatives help us to determine the success 
uh, we will be able to potentially achieve in business. And from viewing your creative portfolio on Instagram, I'm genuinely impressed uh, with your considerable number of high quality content from music shows and events. And I saw that you were in New York uh, for the viral Lil Uzi Vert uh, music video. Uh, doing some street photography and your name is in the credits of, of the music video this was all like sent to me just before the podcast like tyler like uh really <laughs> really kind of like provided the context like helped me out because I, I remember watching that music video but i didn't know um exactly um your involvement right and i was i was narrowing it down to like the shots and he was really assisting me with that and and i, I mean that man like i i wrote i love the gritty run and gun feel you know what i mean that's something that i, I aspire to with my creativity um, I want to know, like, how did you get in contact, um, with a man named Oliver Cannon and Gibson Hazard? I believe that was a director, uh, a very prominent one in the production field. Yeah. So basically, um, this was November 2nd. I remember that night, dude. It was yeah. crazy. <laughs> Craziest fucking story. So basically right. I'm sitting in my sister's apartment. It's like 11 PM. I'm looking through Instagram stories and I see Gibson Hazards and it says, room in Crosby street, 12, uh, 12 AM. And then it has the just one rock song by Lil Uzi. Right. And I'm like, there's something going on. There's something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just grabbed my bag. So I think like luck, luck, um, comes when, you know, you have opportunity and preparation together. So there's 100%. an opportunity. Yeah. I have my bag ready. Yeah. I had all my SD cards ready, cleared for like, you know, batteries charged, everything packed. Ready I to grabbed go. My bag, yeah. No, you know, I run out the door. I tell my sister, yo, this is happening. I got to go. She's like, what the hell? It's 1230 PM at night. You're going to get, and I'm like, yeah. oh, let's go. So I go down there. Uh, I run to the train. The train is down. It says like 30 minute wait. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to be late for this. So I mm-hmm. run back up, get a lift. We go straight there. There's already a huge crowd of kids just like everywhere on this, on this corner street. And then next thing we know, we're looking down uh, Crosby street. And we see like these big lights and it's that truck in the video. Right. Everybody just starts charging. And I'm like, oh, I'm filming. I'm ready to go filming. And we run, we film. Whole thing happens. Kai Senate comes out, which is another YouTuber. And uh, so when it ended, I was kind of hanging around and I saw a producer and he saw me filming. And I was like, or no, he came up to me. And he's like, yo, I'm going to need that footage. And then I'm like, all right, bet. And then I got his number. And then I looked at everybody's story that night. So I looked at Oliver Cannon's story, which mm-hmm. is the creative director in that. And, okay. gives the story. and they put, they all put the same email to send like footage to. So right, right when I got home, I sent it. Break down the music video for me for Lil Uzi. Like what was going on? Like, was there a permit for that street or did they just open it up for a free for Like if I was there with a camera, could I shoot and just send it to that email when I was done? <laughs> how did it, how did it go? Like, what was the creative process? Pretty, like? pretty much, man. Pretty yeah? much. So Crazy. Who got footage, anybody who got footage sent it. So like this kid that was a vlogger, he's right next to me. We were just talking. Right. got in it too. And pretty much what they did is they just got NYPD to block off like this block. And I saw that. I thought at first, like, oh, this is staged. And then you actually, bo- they blocked out um, the phases. And that's when I quickly realized, well, like, this actually happened in real time. Like, they're freaking out. You know what I mean? Like, they were trying to shut it down. Yeah. And it, he ended up he ended up getting there at 1 a.m., not 12 a.m. too. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how the crowd was nice and, like, at, at its height, right? Like, it was huge. Yeah. Grown. Yeah. They had... They had uh, Garrett Bruce, which is a great photographer, walking around, getting ready for the shots. When I saw him, I knew it was about to come on, too, because you could see his earpiece. 
Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, that was a good experience. That's awesome, man. Well, you know, it's, it's one of the highlights of your career so far, right? Like that's something that you slap on the resume. Um, that's how I was like, you know, introduced more to your work and, and try to understand like, uh, who is this guy? You know, and like, what's he all about? Do you prefer capturing your clients on like digital or 35 millimeter cameras? Uh, the reason why I asked that is I see some of your content, like you captured on film. Um, and I'm just curious, like if you're picky, finicky about that. No, I'm, I'm more digital. I think I've done like some Fuji film type of things, but no, it's not. I'm, I'm super digital and I'm trying to get like, uh, you know, I'm trying to level up to like this a seven S three. Oh, yeah. nice. Nice. I yeah. Get, I shoot on this a seven three right now. Yeah. How is that? It's nice, man. It's, it's my livelihood. You know what I mean? Like it's the backbone of the business. Um, I'm looking to upgrade eventually. Not sure what exactly, maybe a black magic, but um, it does the job. You know what I mean? Like I, I can't complain. It's I've had it since uh, 2018 and I know they came out the a seven four and there's been some improvements, uh, but yeah, like I, I have no, no issues. It's just a matter of who's behind the camera, you know what I mean? <laughs> like just executing the vision. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely like, again, I was introduced myself more as I'm primarily more of a writer director, like a filmmaker. So for me, like, it's very important to get those like cinematic, uh, shots. Um, and so far so good, right? Like it's been proven to, to be successful because I've shot in a lot of, um, short films, uh, that have been of, uh, recognized at film festivals and they've been well received by the industry and the audience alike. So, you know, it's, it's done its part. Um, but it can also serve as like a behind the scenes vlog kind of camera. But again, that's, that's what I mean is like, it all depends on like who's behind the camera. So yeah, for sure, man, you would know that. <laughs> right? yeah. I agree. So as creative individuals, who have the fortune of pursuing our passions. Like we've discussed before, we are sometimes affected by the negativity, criticism, or even, or even lack of recognition for our works and accomplishments in this often lonely artistic journey. Um, how do you handle the negative experiences or discouraging moments when working toward your craft? You just got to keep being like, okay, well, what's next? You know, you got to always ask yourself what's next on the table. You know, but this is, this is like this happened, but move on to the next thing. And that's what makes the wins later on taste so much sweeter because, you know, it didn't always go so well, you know, every single shoot. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so I think it's always be like, okay, this happened. All right. What's, what's going on tomorrow? What, what are we going to do next? You know what I mean? So I guess always have a positive mindset. Yeah, no, I love that, that, that optimism, right? Um, you're, you're a kind of guy. That's what you strike me as, is, is you know, the abundance mentality, the growth mindset. It's you're not going to settle for uh, a failure or a bad day, right? Cause you're always going to have an opportunity then tomorrow. Um, and that's what I meant by like creativity being a risk is a lot of creatives get caught up in their head because they don't understand. It's not always and it never is actually perfect period. Cause I go look back at my work and I'm like, wow, this should have been better or different, or I should have done this, you know, and I could be the most established, recognized, famous director. And I'm still going to have issues. That's just who I am. That's how all of us are. Um, but the important thing is to be mindful of that, that, uh, there's always room for improvement and there's always another day, uh, to create. Right. And that optimism will serve you well. Um, because we get sometimes bogged down, you know what I mean? That's why I brought up this question as I'm curious as a creative, like, does it get to you? <laughs> I'm guilty of it. It gets to me sometimes. <laughs> there are some times where I don't even have the inspiration to look at my, my, you know, footage or, you know, uh, pull up a, a photograph I want to edit, but, um, you know, you have to have that discipline, which you say, like there are, are there days where you find, like, I don't want to do it, but you just still do it. You push yourself. Yeah. I think 
you know, motivation is always great, but yeah, you do have to have that discipline. To, you know what you I mean, know. man? Like you're not always, I, I, that's why I wanted to ask, like, if I can re-clarify, re like you don't probably always feel motivated. And no. when you don't, like, you probably have to have that discipline, correct? Yeah, you need that discipline to go in there. And I think that's what sets you apart from the regular. What advice would you give to those who desire to make a name for themselves in the industry yet struggle with ignoring the criticism of others? Always make something that someone enjoys to watch. I think that's a very rewarding thing. You know, you're, you're creating something that someone gets to watch and sit down and enjoy. And also make something that, I don't know, I guess just always make something that you're proud of. I, I'm a perfectionist, you know? Yeah. And sometimes that, that fucks me up to, uh, of course, that's, that's what I was trying to yeah make a point of before. Right. It's like, we get in our heads. <laughs> fucks me up to not put out as many things as possible, like as possible. And rather than put out good things, you know, more slowly uh, on my own. Right. But yeah, man, it definitely, yeah. I don't know if it's age or like, you know what I mean? Like, cause I'm, I'm 28. <laughs> so I'm a little bit older than you, but uh, I'm saying I was, I was the same way as at your age. And I still am. But what I mean is, cause you were commending me on like the podcast reels or like the shorts earlier. And um, I was very particular about like posting things. Right. I was like, Oh, like it has to be a certain way. I have to be in the mood. I have to be motivated, this, this, and that. And then it's like, I just came across Gary V's content. Cause like he inspires me and he said something like, you know, uh, quality, uh, quantity over quality, um, when it comes to the, the content game, right. Like marketing yourself. Right. right. And at, at first I was like, why, what are you talking about? Like you have to have quality, but what yeah. he's, what he's arguing is that like, when you get caught up in the minor details, that's when you lose, right. That's when you overthink, that's when you become slow and ultimately lose, I should say. And that's when I kind of understood where I want to win. I'm very competitive. And it's like, you know what? put it out just put it out obviously do your best work like the reels i put i'm happy with but again if i you know would take the time and like really like edit it or treat it like you know a bigger piece of project none of the reels would be put out and no, no one would be able to like see my content or see the guests that i uh interview or or see really like um the quality of this podcast so that to me is the offering to the world right it's like i want to put out as much content as i can put my name out there um, because I want people to understand like where I'm coming from and I want to provide value as much as I can as well. Right. Like this podcast, like who am I to take that, take it away from, um, you know, the audience for my own ego. You know what I mean? It's like, what if someone listening to this podcast after listening to you, Miguel is inspired and said, you know what, I'm going to like message the first hundred people I see on Instagram, uh, that are creatives, or I'm going to message my hero. Cause Miguel did that. Like what I mean is that it's possible because this podcast is an emulation of exactly how I would like um, learn from my heroes. You know, like I would listen to Tarantino on Howard Stern and he would say things that I implement in my career now. So I think it's possible that um, to, to be inspired by those that we listen to and consuming the right content can, can find for a very prosperous future. For sure. I think podcasts are, they give you an access to the, you know, say in the nineties, MTV would have like their interviews. That yeah. What? you know, way more short and cut up, like podcasts are so authentic and it's just, you know, you're conversating. So if you listen to your favorite director, your favorite creator, you know, your favorite, whatever it is, um, you get to learn from them and kind 100%. of pick up their story. Yeah, be like, you know what? He did this and this and this, but also never compare, but also be like, you know what? Like you can do it too, in a way, like th they did these things. You can do them as well. Yeah, 100%. Well said, man. And like, you know, funny thing about the podcast, too. It's like, this is what I mean by like having a creative outlet. 
like there's, I'm staying curious. Like for me as a filmmaker, I was only making short films at one time. And I'm like, how do I get my name out there? Like, how do I create content? Like follow that strategy, like Gary V's, you know, <laughs> kind of like idolizing. And mm-hmm. I said, well, I love to talk and I love to, to, to learn more about people. Again, staying curious. What if I had a podcast? You know what I mean? What if I had a platform? And I didn't really know the whereabouts, uh, the ins and outs, how to approach it. People had studios, people had the fancy equipment. And I said, what's convenient? Because I like working smart. It's like, what's convenient? What's efficient? What's fast? <laughs> And Zoom came along in the pandemic, and now I have the opportunity to speak with you, who's in Milwaukee, and I don't have to fly you in <laughs> and have a podcast, right? We get the information, we get the content across, and people get the message, man. People get value from it. So, so happy that uh, you, you revere the podcast and uh, all its intentions. Hell yeah, man. Thank and you, uh, if you uh, don't mind me asking, like, what do you do day to day work? Like, do you usually just do like creating on the internet, or do you, you know, have like a other gig because i know you're a filmmaker yeah writer. yeah yeah so uh thank you for asking actually um so i started a, a production company 94 productions uh back around the when the pandemic uh, first started in 2020 early 2020 and um i've done a lot of like social media video editing content um like i guess that, that's what you would call my bread and butter <laughs> uh for, mm-hmm. for paid for paid gigs um and i would do like the odd client work uh locally like for toronto artists and things like that um but again, primarily my biggest focus, and it still is because that's just my childhood dream is to be a writer director, um, has been making short films. And I'm looking to um, expand that uh, into features. Um, it's just a question of like funding and finding budgeting. So it's a, it's a grind and it's, it's, it's a hustle in its own way for sure. Um, but I was introduced to this world of videography and, you know, creatives like Tyler and Michael Gilbert, um, because I also wanted to expand my portfolio. So I started doing vlog work for um, influencers. And content creators and that's how we kind of cross paths and then through the, through the podcast again this podcast is as old as the production company um i basically want use it as a, a tool to network and uh yeah so essentially it's like a, a bit of everything um anything that i can be creative and tell a story um but if you really want to know yeah like being a filmmaker being a film director is like my end goal and that's something that i'm continuing uh, to pursue <laughs> Um, been getting the recognition that I'm, I'm happy to, to, to receive. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a process as you know, right. It's awesome. Um, yeah. as long as I'm creatively stimulated, that's, that's all I can, uh, ask for. For sure, man. Yeah. Anyway, man, well, it was such a pleasure speaking to you on the podcast, getting to know you about your journey, your experiences. Uh, it's always so insightful and I should say inspiring. Cause again, like you're 21. I remember when I was 21, not that I'm far away from you in, in age, but, um, at the same time, it's like, wow, like it, it, I can, I'm continuing, uh, to be impressed by, um, these young individuals on social media and how much, uh, they're involved, um, in the business at such a young age. Right. So, uh, keep going, man, keep killing it. I'm looking forward to the content you're putting out with your new client and, uh, all the other projects, uh, coming your way. For sure, man. Appreciate it, bro. hundred percent. Well, thank you again, Miguel Sierra for coming onto the podcast. Thank you again, everybody for listening and we'll talk soon.